The countdown starts. Four, three, two, one. This is Rachel, and welcome to the podcast version of Competition Countdown. Round Midnight is an all-male, award-winning a cappella quartet of music educators. They sing primarily in the barbershop style and demonstrate how close harmony can be applied to different musical genres such as R&B, pop, jazz, and rock. Dubbed the Barbershop, the Barbershop Gateway Drug by Aka legend Deke Sharon, they'll be addicting audiences at the Open on June 30th. Welcome to Competition Countdown, TJ and Larry from Round Midnight. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having us. Well. Thanks oh, for having us. Yeah, welcome to the show. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about how Round Midnight got started? So Round Midnight got started. We were all in college. Three out of the four of us went to college together. And we had a voice professor. We were all voice majors. And we had a private teacher who said to each of us individually at our private voice lessons, you know, you guys would sound great in a barbershop quartet together. And at first we were all like, oh, that's a silly idea. I don't think we want to do that. But we tried it out and we wound up really, really loving it. So the three of us, besides Larry, sang together with a fourth guy, and the fourth guy eventually moved away, and then Larry got into the group. <laughs> but we all got started in college, where most people get their acapella started. Absolutely. And how'd you come up with the name Round Midnight? Well, eventually, um, when we got out of college, we started to rehearse, and everybody had jobs. So one of the guys in the group got out of work really, really late, so we could only rehearse after he got out of his job at midnight. And we said, we need a name for the group. And our lead singer, Wayne, said, I got it. We're always rehearsing Round Midnight. That's a cool jazz song that we love. Let's just call the group that. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> so based on our rehearsal times. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, really cool. So um, why the Open? What about that competition drew you to want to participate? Larry, why don't you feel that one? Sure. So we've been competing really ever since we got together as, as, as this foursome back in, in 2004. We compete um, very actively in the International Barbershop Quartet competitions, and we're also members of, of many different choruses uh, over the years that have also competed at the international competitions. Uh, but we've also really enjoyed competing in, in a cappella competitions beyond simply um, barbershop competitions. So we've competed in the Harmony Sweepstakes. We were New York Harmony Sweepstakes champs about a decade ago, maybe even a little more than that. And we had the, uh, the pleasure of getting to sing out in, in California at the finals. Uh, so this isn't um, new territory for us, but it's territory that we really love to be part of, and we don't get to do it that often. So any opportunity where we get to sing alongside many of our acapella peers outside of the barbershop world is, is really exciting for us. Awesome. And how are you guys preparing for this competition? What, what, are, your, what are your methods? So we, the right now is we're long distance quartets. We live in three different cities. So we're based in New York, Philadelphia, and Nashville. But as Larry said before, we've been singing together since 2004. So we have a really, really strong base. And because we've built our popularity, we still get hired regularly to do shows. So that's how we rehearse. Yeah. That's how we practice. When we get hired for a gig, we're back in the warm up room reading through new material. You know, running our set for the open, timing everything and practicing it. So that's how we've been preparing, been doing it at our gigs when we can grab extra time. And what about you mentioned sort of maybe alluding to life outside of this group? How do you find the ability to prioritize this with everything else that you have going on? That's a great question. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. 
And it's a question that we get asked a lot by many of our fans and people who see us in in, in concerts. So as TJ mentioned, um, we are music educators. TJ and Jeff, our bass, uh, teach in in uh, middle school and elementary school, respectively. Uh, Wayne, our lead singer, is a private music teacher, has taught probably 10 or 12 different instruments over the course of his career. He's a, he's like Harold Hill. I mean, he's like a real music man, but, but not a phony. (laughs) And, uh, I, I, I work at a, at a music conservatory in Philadelphia. I I work at the Curtis Institute of music where I'm the chief operating officer there. So it's, uh, it, we're, we're all very much in this space. Um, so we're not, we're not very far away from, from music. Uh, I think it, it's something that's that, that that's important to all of us. And in terms of and, and in terms of acapella, you know, we all we, we're all married. Uh, three of us have have families, and I'm sure TJ is going to have kids on the way very soon as well. So, um, you know, for us, this is like our one other thing <laughs> beyond our jobs <laughs> and our family. Uh, it's very very important to us, and the four of us are really best friends, and I think that's what helps make the group. Um, really good at at what we do. Um, you know, TJ talked about how we we get together and rehearse when we gig, and we gig about once a month on average. Uh, so getting together once a month uh, is 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 those are rare opportunities to get together and rehearse and perform. And when we do that, it's very important that we that we just sort of hunker down and and focus on on, on putting new stuff together. And really honing our our craft, and that um, I think is a, is I, I I think our success in that regard owes itself to the fact that we are such good friends. We we really just know each other so well now. It's been almost fifteen years that we can we can play off of each other really in the moment, and that that that's kind of cool. That awesome, and uh, you know, speaking to that, it's it sort of. How do you use that knowledge of each other and that longevity to to arrange best for you? Because having that that depth and breadth of of knowledge of each other must make that arranging process easier, I would imagine. Oh yeah, so we have an arranger in the group. We're very very lucky that our lead singer Wayne is like a master vocal arranger, and he knows our voices really really well. What they can do, what they can't do, our strengths, our weaknesses. So when he comes up with a new arrangement, it's basically a tailor-made arrangement to what he already knows about our voices. You know, when he would arrange for a different group, he's got to ask him these questions. He has to do all these edits and revisions. But for us, it's basically almost perfect the first time it comes out because we've been together for so long. He really knows what he's doing. Yeah. So that's such yeah. an advantage to have a guy like that in the group. For sure. Well, we have so many more questions for Round Midnight, but before we head to a break, which unfortunately we must take, we're going to be hearing the group doing Moon Dance. Here is Round Midnight with Moon Dance, and stick with us. We'll be right back after the break. Hold up, hold up past me. We don't have a license to air music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview in its entirety, including all the amazing music that's involved, please go to our website, Acaville.org, and subscribe. Now back to your regularly scheduled interview. And we're back with Round Midnight. So I wanted to ask a little bit about the performance aspect of competing in something like the Open. Uh, How do you prepare for something like that where there's got to be some choreo or some sort of visual element in addition to the vocal element? Sure. Well, a lot of what we do 
um, is visual. We're used to gigging so much, and we do competitions in the Barbershop Harmony Society. So a lot of our songs have choreography anyway. It's kind of what put us on the map to start out. You know, we were one of the quartets that came out and stand in different positions and do some dance moves with our songs, you know, dancing along to the rhythm. So those are things that we do naturally anyway, and things that have gotten us gigs over the years. So I think it's just a natural fit because I know we're not really going up against a lot of other barbershop groups. I'm not sure if there are even any other barbershop groups in the open this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm not sure if it's an advantage or disadvantage, but it's, we're going to do what we've always done. And if the audience loves it, great. Yeah. So you, yeah. you mentioned gigging and that's something that you guys do pretty frequently. Um, what sorts of gigs do you guys participate in? What do you look for? Larry? It's all sorts of gigs. I mean, so just just an example for for this month, we'll be singing at uh, an 80th birthday party. Someone who has saved up a lot of money and has said, we want you to be the entertainment for the whole party. And, uh, and me and my friend just want to hear you guys sing for the whole time. So that that's so, so sometimes we get these these private events and then other times we get um shows. So later this month we'll be singing in New York City at the Voices of Gotham 10th anniversary show and they're a really incredible men's chorus in in New York and we'll be the guest act there. We get a lot of gigs like that. We and we're very fortunate that we get to travel all around the country. Uh, to do those gigs, sometimes internationally as well. We were actually just in, in Canada a couple of months ago um, uh, as the guest act on a on a chorus show. Yeah. And then sometimes we get some really exciting special gigs where uh, we get to do stuff that we never even thought we could dream of doing. A couple of years ago, we were invited by the U.S. State Department to be uh, cultural ambassadors to Latvia. And we toured all around Latvia and did a whole bunch of performances for um, students as well as citizens of, of, of Latvia, uh, some of whom had never heard an American group before uh, wow. and had no command of English. And yet, Any uh, yeah, and it, was, and it was just incredible being able to to connect with them uh, through through music, because Latvia is a is a country that really values its singing, and uh, everyone, no matter no matter what their background is in, in Latvia, you know, rich or poor, um, is is brought up and trained through that uh, country's incredible choral music system. Cool. What about songs? Uh, song selection is a is can be challenging, right? You know, you have this whole universe of music to pick from. Although, I, you know, when you choose a barbershop, that maybe narrows it slightly. But uh, how do you go about choosing the songs that you want to sing, especially as you try and apply barbershop to a broader sort of um, uh, genre of music? I guess it's a great question. Well, one of the things that we decided on when we started out was that we wanted to take barbershop close harmony and apply it to as many different genres of music that we can. So, you know, old jazz standards, pop music, rock music, Broadway, you know, show tunes. We've tried to incorporate it into a whole bunch of different styles of music, uh, sometimes successfully, sometimes not as successfully, but we're very ideas. We've been very experimental when it comes to that, especially in the barbershop world where sometimes ideas like that are not as well received. Um, but we're just very open to different ideas. So our song selection process, pretty simple. We'll just email songs back and forth from YouTube. Oh, this could be for us. Um, depending on 
what kind of image we want to portray for a certain song. Like one of the songs that we went back and forth on for a while was Billy Joel's New York State of Mind. Yeah. Right? We were all living in New York at the time. We were like, this would be really cool for us, but it's not a traditional barbershop, Coney Island baby type song. But we took a shot, and it turned out to be a really popular tune. So we're very, very open-minded, and we have this rule where basically if we're going to do a new song, all four members have to say yes. Yeah. It's not majority rules. It's got to be four yeses. Otherwise, we're not doing it. Yeah. Are there, is there something about a song that you, when you hear it, that makes you know it's a right choice for Round Midnight? Well, you know, structurally, we are looking for songs that we know are going to lend themselves well to the to the type of, of harmony that we do, um, in, in particular, this sort of barbershop harmony. And what we're looking for there is um, songs that have uh, chord progressions that often follow the circle of fifths progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be able to have melodies that are interesting enough that you can have a tenor part above that melody doing a, doing an interesting harmony. Uh, that's also very important to to the song choice. So mm-hmm. so songs that have very simple melodies, like one or two note melodies, would not lend themselves very well to our to our style. Um, and then lastly, we're looking for songs that have a lot of um, sort of natural opportunities to exploit what we call the barbershop seventh chord, which is really simply just a sort of standard dominant seventh chord if you think about it in music theory bop 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 that that sound we yeah. we try to hear that sound as much as we possibly can so can you think of something that maybe people wouldn't guess would fit that mold that you feel like you put your own spin to yeah i mean it's it's funny this is something that that that, that round midnight does a lot where yeah. we where we talk to each other constantly and try to figure out what are some songs that like you wouldn't necessarily think would lend themselves well to the barbershop style but actually work really really well yeah. and you know tj mentioned new york state of mind um we've done songs from uh the 1990s like um uh that thing you do from that movie <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, of, of the same title we've done well, the, the um, that we just did was the um, big bad voodoo daddy you and yeah. me Follow makes three tonight. We yeah, swing. we did that. We've Nobody done. Ever, I'm like, that would be a cool barbershop song, but it's like a big band song. We yeah. tried it. Pretty cool. Yeah. We've oh, done a song cool. by Aerosmith. We've done "Crying" before, which which lends itself really well when when you think about that melody. Yeah. Um, and you know, I could list a hundred other songs that I would love for us to do that have been rejected by the everybody <laughs> has to everybody has to do it. You know, I, I I really want to do like a Ricky Martin set because I know that. <laughs> Living La Vida Loca works really well. Yeah. She Bangs works really well. But I'll never get the guys to go along with that. <laughs> but somebody else should take that idea. Well, thank you for putting that idea out there for our listeners. And thank you guys both, TJ and Larry from Round Midnight, for taking some time out of your busy schedules to speak with us. Absolutely. Thanks for our having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. That's it for Competition Countdown. Special thanks to Carter Bennett for editing work. And tune in next time for more awesome interviews with your favorite acapella groups. The count goes on, four, three, two, 